we know the wolfhounds are coming back. The I think the overarching general idea is that the wolfhounds kind of become the Green Bay Packers uh, of like independent baseball. Uh, or, or, I mean, long term, I think we're looking at this as as something where um, the the global Irish community can kind of take pride in this team, and and this team may be playing in America, maybe playing in Europe. Um, maybe in Canada, um, you know, we, we view this as something where there are a lot of players that are eligible to play in the world baseball classic. We hope that, um, the quotas are lifted and these, all of these players are given a fair opportunity to try out for Ireland's national team. And, and if they are, we think it's very possible that Ireland gets to the world baseball classic to the next world baseball classic. That was John Fitzgerald, founder of the Irish American baseball society, talking about the successful summer, the Irish Wolfhounds put together on and off the baseball diamond. Hello, and welcome to episode 72 of the Irish baseball podcast. I'm your host, Rick Becker. Today, John and I will discuss everything that's already happened with the Irish Wolfhounds and what the future holds for the club. Let's get right into it. Thanks for joining us, John. Hey, Rick. I would have to say that three very, very successful Irish Wolfhounds games took place earlier this summer. First of all, why don't you talk a little bit about those three games and what you saw in the process of putting on that competition? As far as the games themselves go, you know, the, the first game, the most important thing was that the game happened. You know, I, when, when, when we first had the idea in January, um, Mitch Hiller, who started that game, uh, we had Mitch start the first two games and he closed the last one. And um, Mitch gave me a phone call and, and, and told me, you know, they, they wanted to play the NYPD. He had a few guys that he thought would play. Um, and from there, the whole idea kind of grew. But until the team got on the field and until that game was played, that first game against the NYPD, um, it was it was conceptual and it was kind of a, a fairly big concept. And, and nobody was sure that it would work. And so the most important part of that game was that it happened. And uh, had we lost, it would have been fine. I mean, by the time that team took the field, we knew that we had some really, really good ball players, and we we had an idea of who we had. Um, we had some good ball players on day one. I mean, Mitch is is phenomenal. We knew that there were guys like Dave Gallagher, Ryan O'Rourke. Uh, these are guys. You know, Ryan played in, or pitched in the major leagues. Dave Gallagher uh, played independent ball. We had a number of guys like that, and then as word spread, we started to find other players that we didn't know you know were Irish you know a guy like Cade Connolly from USC I mean I think Cade's a six six five lefty from USC um Mikey Kane from Oregon State who ended up getting drafted before the first game so Mikey and his brother Doyle were on the team Doyle flew from California to play in, in this game um I believe he started at first base and uh, his brother had to pull out a week before because he had to go to a, an MLB um, draft showcase and he ended up getting picked by the White Sox. So that, I mean, by the time that team took the field and then by the time the game ended, we had proven that there were these ball players that, that really existed. I mean, it was kind of like a field of dreams type of thing because like, you know, people heard about it, but until the team gets on the field, you, you don't know that these guys can play. 
And so we, we won the game. You know, I think we started out a little slow. We, we hadn't had any practices. A lot of the guys just met each other for the first time or some of them knew each other and hadn't seen each other in years. But we played great defense. Don't think we made an error in three games. The pitching was incredible. And the hitting got going, you know, by the by the sixth or seventh inning, we started, you know, racking up the hits. They're good ball players, And we played, we played good competition, too. I mean, the NYPD, the FDNY, and the New York court officers, uh, there's a lot of guys that, that play at a decent level and have played at a high level. So, um, you know, the, and, and they're, they're good guys. They have a good story. They travel around the country. They, they play good baseball. And so we, we felt that they were, they were great to play against. You mentioned that a lot of these players that first game were meeting each other for the first time. They never had a chance to practice together. How much credit do you have to give the coaching staff and some of the guest coaches who came in as well for sort of putting together a group of guys who didn't know each other from Adam until arriving at the ballpark. Yeah. I mean, the, the coaches were fantastic. I mean, the, the first game was, was basically put together beforehand by uh, Donegal Fergus and, and me. Donegal uh, recruited, um, he recruited the Kane brothers. He helped, uh, you know, get a bunch of the former national team guys uh, on board. Um, I was able to bring in some guys from the the Irish 18U team that, that I put together and, and uh, several other players that, that I, you know, knew about. Um, so, so, like, we kind of lined it all up. But then when Coach Fergus took over for the game and when the other coaches came in, and then for the subsequent games, when we had Vin Malzahn running the team, you know, we had Shane Spencer come in, we had Steve Lyons in game one as a guest coach, and then Eric Holtz in, in the third game. Basically, what we told the coaches was, look, these guys know how to play the game. They know what to do. You guys know how to coach the game. You know what to do. There's going to be a little bit of a learning curve early on, uh, first couple of innings. Like, guys are going to, they're, you know, even by the third game, like, we still hadn't practiced. We never practiced once. These were showcase games. So, there were going to be a couple of new guys we didn't really know about because we had a rotating roster and we had new guys every game. There were other guys who, you know, maybe playing out of position because somebody couldn't fly in from Ohio or California. So the coaches need, needed to be really loose and flexible and cool about the whole concept. And then as the game went on, they had to actually coach. And so it, it's not easy to ask somebody like, hey, just kind of, Take your foot off the gas, let it happen, and then do your thing. Because do you start coaching in the fourth inning, in the second inning? Like, when do you do that? And um, and the coaches were fantastic. I mean, they, they just they did a great job of making sure the players kept in mind what this was. You know, we're out to win, we're out to play good baseball, but first and foremost, we're we're here to show that we exist, that that we are here. We do want to play in a World Baseball Classic. And we do want to play together and, and to get better together and to uh, and to show the world that Ireland should be in the World Baseball Classic. And the coaches did a great job because I don't think the players ever forgot that. Um, and they certainly played well. And, and all of the coaches worked very well together, even though many of them had had not met. Some of them had some of them you know, knew each other quite well, but some of them had never met before. So, you know, the whole thing, I mean, really came together. And, you know, everybody gelled and, and it was uh, it was really, really cool to see all that happen. 
So you've done the hardest part now. You've put together a roster. Yes, it's a flexible roster that may change from game to game because these are showcase games, but you've spotlighted talent. You have an eye on who can play, who is available for some of these games. You have a coaching staff that's working well together, and you have three successful games under your belt. What does the future now hold for the Irish Wolfhounds? It doesn't have to be very specific, but how do you build off that very successful first summer? That's a good question. We know the Wolfhounds are coming back. The I think the overarching general idea is that the Wolfhounds kind of become the Green Bay Packers uh, of like independent baseball. Uh, I mean, long term, I think we're looking at this as as something where um, the the global Irish community can kind of take pride in this team, and and this team may be playing in America, maybe playing in Europe, um, maybe in Canada. Uh, you know, we, we view this as something where there are a lot of players that are eligible to play in the World Baseball Classic. We hope that um, the quotas are lifted and these all of these players are given a fair opportunity to try out for Ireland's national team. And and if they are, we think it's very possible that Ireland gets to the world baseball classic to the next world baseball classic, uh, the one in 2026. Um, but beyond that, we don't see any reason why these guys shouldn't play together, uh, why we can't find more players and, um, and why we can't take this team across the country, um, across the continent and into Europe. Um, and I think that's the ultimate goal. I mean, the team, the team was the visiting team every game by design. I think our intention is at some point for this team to play in Ireland as the Wolfhounds. The, and and one thing that I should make clear is the Wolfhounds are not and will will never be um, the Irish national team. Some of the players have played on the national team or the junior national team in Ireland, and our hope is that they are given the opportunity all the players on the wolfhounds are given the opportunity to have a fair tryout for the irish national team but the wolfhounds are an independent club and and no matter how many players we bring in and where we play we're not the irish national team but we we do have players that have played and will play on the national team so if we play in ireland you know we'd be playing an exhibition game um, if we play in Europe, we'd be playing uh, an exhibition game. I mean, these these are always going to be showcase type of games. That's the way the team is set up, and that that's the way the team would operate. But yeah, I mean, like we're looking at you know putting the team in the Midwest next year. We're looking at uh, a tour of New England. What that looks like and how we move the team around is, is what we're talking about right now. It's exciting stuff, but it, it's also kind of like you know. We thought, like you said, like we thought we did the hard part, but the hard part will actually be kind of taking this from an idea where we played three games and, and now, you know, let's play three games in a week. Let, let's play four weeks in a row. Um, you know, so there, there's a lot of uh, logistics that go into it. And we're bringing in some uh, some really accomplished people to uh, to kind of take this to the next level. Um, and, and we're we should be able to to kind of announce some of this stuff because it's not it's all in the works right now but as things start to get put into place and we're already working on uh 2024 we will uh you know be able to to kind of talk or I'll be able to talk more about it and and there'll be more announcements about exactly what's going to happen but that's the gist of it the team's going to keep playing we're going to try to play more games we're going to try to play more areas we're not a new york team a lot of the players are from the new york area but we've got players from all over the country 
we will travel and we're not an American team. We're, we're, we're an Irish baseball team. So, you know, that's where we're coming from. And, and that's what we're going to keep doing. So I used to be a race director for five K's and 10 K's, and I used to run one a month. So when you tell me that this started with a conversation in January and you already had three games this past summer, that to me is like lightning speed to organize something this big. And if you're talking about having people play a part in this and sort of some pie in the sky thinking, if people know a place where you might be able to play or if somebody knows somebody who may qualify for the team, how do they get a hold of us so that they can, you know, maybe help us proceed in this situation? Um, the, be- the best place to go, especially if you're a, a prospective player or you know a prospective player, um, go to wolfhoundsbaseball.com. There's a link there. I think it's on the right side of the page uh, where you can fill out a form and just, you know, explain who you are, where, you, where you've played and, and why you think you're eligible. Um, and as far as, you know, any team or, or, or if, uh, you know, we've had some talks with some minor league teams about having them host us. Uh, we've talked to some, some teams, you know, throughout the country that are interested, but, you know, the more, the merrier, we want to play more games and, um, and we, we want to have options because we don't know how, how far we'll be able to go. We may not get to California next year, or we might, we, we don't know. Um, but yeah. It, and, and the other thing is, uh, so just backing up. Um, so the website is wolfhoundsbaseball.com and you can contact us through there. But the other thing, uh, I think it's probably useful to mention is when I talked about how important just playing that first game was, that's because that was the only game that was, we were never, we were never going to play a second game. It was only supposed to be the first game. Um, the feedback we got from the players was so strong. Um, and we immediately had offers to play other games. So that took me by surprise. I mean, I was expecting a, a good response if it all worked out, but I had players tell me that, um, that was, some players said that was the closest thing to playing for Ireland that I've ever experienced. And then I heard from other players who said that that was uh, what playing for Ireland should feel like. And it's hard to walk away from something like that. So we scheduled the second game for, and that was going to be the last game. And then the same thing happened. Um, We had thought about maybe doing a third game before the second game happened, but when the second game happened, um, it kind of all fell into place. So the last two games we had like three or four weeks to prepare. So that was a little crazy, but we did it. So, you know, we're, we're happy with how it went. Now we've got months to plan and those games were put together by basically by me, the players, the coaches and Pat Smith, who was uh, our assistant GM. And, you know, given the, the time constraints and the fact that like, you know, we all have, you know, other things like we're not, we're not running baseball teams. That's not what we do. Um, the players play, you know, Pat is a recruiter. Um, you know, uh, I, I certainly am not, you know, able to devote all of my time to, to putting this together. So it, we, we did it. I thought we all did a really solid job. The coaches, you know, came in and, and when they could coach uh, were there, did a fantastic job when we needed, you know, advice on how to use players and, and things like that you know, or, or how to, how to manage a situation at the ballpark. Like if we weren't going to have access to, to BP cages, the coaches were fantastic uh, before, after, and during the games. 
Um, but now we've got time and, uh, you know, Pat Smith is, is coming back. Um, and, and he, he's just been tremendous. And as far as, you know, operationally making sure things are, are just, you know, completely buttoned up and, and things are, are, you know, planned the way they need to be planned. And, and now, uh, like I said, we're, we're looking at bringing in some, uh, experienced, uh, front office people who have, you know, worked at stadiums and run teams and, and that sort of thing, because this is a logistical thing that, you know, there aren't that many teams that, that travel across the country. Um, there's the Savannah bananas and, and, uh, uh, you know, a few other teams, I, I guess. I know there's been some road teams in the past and, and, uh, it can go, it can go a little weird. So you have to, you have to really control it, especially when, you know, our goal is to inspire the Irish community to, to get rally behind a team. So you want to, you want to make sure that experience is right. You can't just show up at a, at a high school baseball field and, and play a game. You, you, you need the, the support of the local Irish community. You need, you know, the, the Irish flag on the flagpole. You need the, the, um, the Irish and, and the American national anthems. You need local Irish groups to know about it, support it. So there's a lot that goes into it. But I feel like the, the team that we're starting to assemble now is not only up to the challenge, but is perfect for this because um, we all kind of saw what we did and, and we believe in, in how this could, you know, be really a, a long-term thing. So, um, so I'm excited. I'm excited about it. I think it, it, uh, it could be great. And I think a lot of us are trying to figure out just how to be a part of it ourselves. And I think that as games get announced for next year, just trying to make sure you can go. If the Wolfhounds are in the area, just trying to make that attempt to be at the game and put some butts in the seats. And maybe if you want to head to the website and pick up some merch so it feels like a home game, even though they might be the road team on the scoreboard. I mean, these are all ways to help what is a really huge endeavor. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you see a post on Facebook about the team, if you see some news about it, share it with people, you know, you know, talk it up. You know, if you have a Wolfhound's cap, you know, wear it and tell people what it is if they ask, because when we take the team on the road, like we, we do intend to have, you know, meet and greet with, with local Irish groups. The Wolfhounds have already started uh, the players themselves kind of initiated this. Um, they, they, they're doing some guest coaching spots at local little leagues. A couple of the, I think the last game we, we had free tickets. Um, you know, so the, the idea is to get more people to the ballpark, but that doesn't just start with the game. Like you, you need to have people talking, people, you know, discussing it, you know, telling their friends that are baseball fans, sharing posts on social media. You know, you see the more successful minor league teams are the ones that, that use social media effectively that, you know, get people talking about what they're doing. And this is a very unique story. These are unique players. They're just a great bunch of guys, but, but collectively they have a really great story. And um, if you, if you know that story, share it with people, you know, if you don't know the story, go to the website, wolfhoundsbaseball.com, learn about it, learn about what these guys have done and, um, and help us to, to get that story out there. Because when we hit your area, we don't want you to be the only one in the ballpark. We, we, we want more people. And the other part of it is um, we, uh, we're going to live stream every game. 
because, you know, even if there's 200 or 300 people in a ballpark, if we've got, you know, 800 or 5,000 people watching, um, that's that's important because the players need to know that this is not only happening at the ballpark. This is a this is a thing that that goes it transcends wherever they are. It's a, it's a big deal. It carries a lot of weight with it. And so we want to make sure people see it and, and we want to make sure the players understand that that uh, the people in the ballpark are, uh, you know, they want to see you guys play. They're here for you. And there's a lot of other people that couldn't make it that are very interested in this. So, you know, it, it, it runs the gamut of, of, uh, of emotions for the players and the families involved and, the, you know, the, the people that want to see this succeed. But, but the bottom line is, even if you've never seen a game from, you know, you've never been at a game or you've never met any of these players, if you believe in the story and if you believe in what we're, we're trying to do here, uh, you know, help us get the word out to the baseball and the Irish communities. I mean, it can be just as simple as last month I went to a South Bend Cubs single-A game and obviously wearing my Irish Wolfhound shirt in South Bend, a lot of people were like, hey, what's that? And it can really just help to build awareness of what we're trying to do just something as simple as wearing a shirt to a ball game and talking about the wolfhounds because that's in the long run the community that's going to be supporting this yeah exactly you know people somehow you know sometimes don't think about that but uh, if you have a shirt if you have a cap wear it and and you know if you're on social media and you see a post game highlights or, or an interview with one of the players or coaches share it. tag somebody that you know you know like because if you're a baseball fan and you're interested in this you grew up with people that like baseball you you have friends and family that like baseball like share it with them let them know that that's you know what you're interested in because that's going to be what helps us get to your town but it, you know we've got several months but we're already working on it uh, and we could use you know all the support and all the help we can. So um, thanks if if you've done it already. Thank you. And if you if you're interested in helping out, uh, check out the website and keep an eye on social media because we'll have a lot a lot of stuff coming out. And we could really use the help in getting getting it out there to the larger uh, community. That was John Fitzgerald, founder of the Irish American Baseball Society. Make sure to keep up with everything happening with the Irish Wolfhounds and the Irish American Baseball Hall of Fame by visiting irishbaseball.org. I'm Rick Becker, and this has been Episode 72 of the Irish Baseball Podcast.